going in. It's too big. Size matters not. Didn't go in. So it's big. Hey everybody. Welcome back and thanks for joining Hoth Topic, our spin-off show from the Sarlacc Digest and uh, hosted by me, uh, Darth Dad 77 or like I said, over here you can just call me Chris. On this week's episode, what I want to talk about first and foremost will be the Han Solo movie. Uh, we're less than two weeks away from that, so I'm going to dig deep a little bit on a couple theories we have and talk about the world premiere that got me even more excited and a few more things to talk about there. We're also going to talk about, uh, of course, our clickbait bullshit and, and Bantha Poodoo and maybe some more Kenobi rumors, which is just driving me up a wall. I'll touch real quick on John Favreau's new project for the new uh, Disney streaming service, the new live-action Star Wars show. And also, we're going to kind of kick back to the and, and talk about what happened on Starlight Digest this week, where Scott went ahead and fucked my life sideways and it has me all up in my feelings. So we'll discuss that a little bit and, and why it happened. But first things first, let's jump right into Solo's world premiere. So I got to watch quite a bit of the uh, red carpet online um, on Facebook Live, and, and thankfully I watched the recorded version and wasn't actually live because they kept everybody's comments in there. And had I been live, I probably would have been kicked out of the place. But um, what I first noticed with that was everybody was really positive for a long time. It was really neat to see like everybody just really cheering on for this solo movie that, that it seems like everybody's getting really excited for. But then what I noticed, and again, guys, you know, I'm on the Internet quite a bit looking at Star Wars stuff so I can study for the shows and just keep up to date on everything. But uh, when people started getting negative, I recognized the people. So it really does uh, start to, to strike me and, and mean even more that it really is a vocal minority that has really turned their backs on Star Wars is making it not so much difficult for the rest of us, just annoyingly uh, making us deal with them, these trolls. And I saw the same six people that I deal with on, on Facebook. I'd say daily, but at least weekly, the same folks. So at least we know it's, it's really, no matter where you go, it's the same people bitching. But after uh, watching the red carpet, um, you know, got me excited, got to see the stars, got to see them all talk, all of that. The, the thing I was waiting for was everybody's reaction after. And, of course, you can't take um, initial reaction uh, too seriously. you got to take it with a grain of salt because everything comes out pretty exciting when you get to go see something and be that kind of a big event. You know, it, it does let you see it in a more positive light. But I heard exactly what I was hoping to hear. I just keep hearing that Solo is a blast, and it's so much fun. It does this, it does that. And that's all I wanted to hear, that Lando was great, that that. Aaron Reich was, was awesome, and that's what I keep hearing. You know, you may hear in a couple that Lando steals the show, but on a bunch of these reviews, they just really praise Aaron Reich and, and his charisma and the way he took this character and made him his own. And that's saying a lot because it's not that easy to take a – and I hate the word iconic, right, because people use it really fat, real quick, right? They'll be like, oh, Jyn Erso's uh, iconic this and that. Those folks aren't iconic. But Han Solo is an icon, and to take a character like that and to make him your own, that should really tell us something, that people are able to say that with a straight face and put it on the Internet. Um, so I'm, I'm, I was already pretty confident. I'm super confident. I'm probably over-excited uh, about it now. I'm, I'm at Last Jedi level, if not a little bit more excited for this. And I don't know how the hell that happened. You know, So far I've heard probably the worst thing on it was it might take a 
good 20 minutes to get used to seeing him as Han Solo. And if that's the worst they've got to say, then I, I'm completely, completely on board. Now, what kind of shocked me to hear, and, and you know, if you don't want to know anything or, or any spoilers at all, you know, you might want to skip the next 30 seconds, but it's not like it's anything official or mind-blowing or anything like that. But it's one of those things where people are saying, wow, you know, I didn't expect a twist um, or it set up the, the galaxy in a different way. Like, how the hell did that happen? We should know this part of the history, right? This is the original trilogy timeline right here. Um, how the hell did it put a twist on anything? How is there a surprise ending that sets up the, the, the galaxy in a different way than we already know? So now I'm sitting here going, shit, now i got to watch this movie, not just for the, the fun aspect, not just for Han's lore, but this is going to have you know galactic uh, repercussions or, or make a difference to everybody that we possibly know. So, uh, wow, I'm, I'm completely shocked that I heard that. Now, of course, that be, could be coming from somebody that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. But, you know, again, uh, I'm, it got me even more pumped. And again, I, I don't know anybody that's really going to go into a premiere like that and come out bashing it. But, you know, when it comes out that positive and then when you hear the, the people that have, you know, some skin in the game uh, like it. And, and I, when I say that, I mean uh, Billy D. Williams himself came out and said that he just loved it and that, you know, Donald Glover had, had really done lando justice and that that should mean a lot to everybody to all of us that love star wars from the beginning having billy d williams put his stamp of approval on donald glover and the entire movie we should be pretty happy about that as well i mean it's not like he's getting paid by disney or anything right they've skipped over him for two movies now now check this shit out not only have the reviews been positive and the, the first impressions from everybody that were at the premiere um but if you haven't noticed i know i have lately there has been a complete turnaround on the internet. It's almost feeling not quite as good, but but getting pretty close to pre-Last Jedi. You know, when the hype was getting up for that, everybody was really friendly online. Well, all of a sudden now, I see those trolls, like the six I was talking about a minute ago, on there. But really, there are more people jumping on and, be, and, and taking the stand that I've been taking since the beginning. It was like, you know what? You've had your time to gripe. You bitched, you made your point, move the fuck on, and let the rest of us enjoy it. And I see so many people jumping on that bandwagon now. And then most of the comments now, I'm looking at 90% to 10%. 90% being, hey, you know what? I'm excited for Solo. Hey, give this kid a chance. Hey, Lando looks cool. Oh, man, I can't wait to see Chewie. All these cool things I'm seeing from the fan base again just recently. Um, I don't know if it's been just the the marketing on Solo, uh, the way that everybody's starting to buy in to, to Aaron Reich and Lando as, as these characters. I don't know what it is exactly, but everybody's starting to switch. And and that's that's fantastic. And the reason it's fantastic isn't even so much for the money for the, the company or for the movie or anything like that, because they're going to make their billions of dollars anyway. What it's great for is the rest of us fans, because I'm telling you, nothing drives me nuts more than I want to go on the internet, I want to enjoy some Star Wars stuff, I want to have a good conversation with people, but there's just bitterness on there. And when I can get the positivity back and we can enjoy it together and be a community, that's what I really look forward to. That's what I really like doing the the social media pages for Sarlacc and, and for Hoth Topic. You know, I enjoy it because I like, I like the the rapport we get with, with all of you guys, the, the back and forth we have in DMs. I enjoy that. I like going on the internet and finding somebody and having a discussion, you know, for for an hour or so back and forth about a plot point or something or how could this happen. That's what we're getting back to now, not just, oh, I hate it, you know, 
Kathleen Kennedy needs to go away. Boycott this. We're we're getting kind of through that. It's the same people. We can kind of ignore them. But all the the funds coming back, and I really really dig that. Now, part of this is probably maybe because some people are just coming back out and they get excited. Maybe they left the negativity just be on the internet, and they're able to do that like I'm not, right? Because I just have to jump on it. And maybe they're just coming out now that the movie's coming near. But I really think part of this has to give credit to the marketing team around Solo because, you know, after the first trailer, it was kind of exciting. But since then, oh, man, they have gone full-on Western, heist, gangster, making it look fun and adventurous. These... these, uh, trailers and tv spots and the skits they've shown you know the, the little pieces the little scenes they've shown have been phenomenal the one with beckett and chewy in the falcon playing to jarek and chewy is is slapping the table and, and beckett tells him hey you, you can't knock them off of there they're holograms and just seeing everybody's reaction and like he made the same move that, that r2 made on him you know in a new hope you know that kind of thing just showing that stuff is is phenomenal you know, Woody Harrelson. That's another worry we kind of had going into this was not so much Aaron Reich even, but Woody Harrelson. How is he going to be in a Star Wars movie? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been pretty excited with everything I've seen from him, too. You know, he definitely seems like he's this mentor guy for Han. And, and I have a feeling, you know, at some point he's going to turn his back on all of them or sacrifice himself. He's going to have a really big part to play, and I just can't wait to see it. But I, I like everything I've seen from him, too. Now, besides that skit they show, or the scene they showed with Chewie and him on the Falcon, there's another scene they, they popped up, and it was with Enfys Nest, where you see uh, Beckett and Chewie and Han and Kira, which kind of kills the Enfys Nest as Kira uh, theory that's been out there for a while. But this scene where Beckett's kind of standing up to Enfys Nest and saying, you know, I, it's sooner than I think I'd see you again. So showing that this isn't the first time they've met Enfys Nest, right? This is probably after the heist. Um, but then Han just jumps in very Han-like when he's saying there's going to be trouble. And all of a sudden you hear Han say, big trouble. And it pans to him and you can see his eyebrows pop up and you got cocky shit talking Han right there. And I'm like, well, damn, that was perfect. You know, and he, he steps out like a gunslinger, like a gangster and, you know, tells him, hey, you see that freighter over there? If I give the signal, you're going to have 30 uh, hired guns out here surrounding you. And then the Falcon fucking takes off, and you see Enfys Nest look back at him. And then he pops back, you know, just walks backwards back to Beckett. He's all, sorry, you know, just uh, do your thing. You know, it's just so perfect, Han. What a great scene to show just to get us ready and excited for this. And I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm really hoping we come out of here just smiling. I, I don't care what anybody's going to say. All I want to do is just walk out of there going, wow, that was a blast. Now, with Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders... You know, there's there's this discussion online whether Enfys Nest is a female or a male. Some of the toys say one thing. Some of them say another. Um, that was the first time we really heard Enfys's voice on anything, right? And it was modulated. It was it was it was mechanical sounding. Um, almost sounded phasma-like the way she sounds in her helmet. So it could have been either way. It could have been male or female. Um, my theory still kind of stands from we've been talking about on Sarlacc. Um, if you guys watch Walking Dead, it, it goes into kind of like I am Enfys Nest, like it's a mantle that passes around to everybody. That Enfys Nest right now that we see it could be very well be a female, okay? But maybe in the past when Beckett first knew him, or during the heist, or whenever the timeline jumps around with these guys, at that point it could have been somebody different. Uh, that that's kind of my theory going in. Is this it's a mantle like like Batman, like like anything like Negan, anything like that. Um, that anybody can be. 
And hell with it. You know what? If I'm going to talk a couple theories, we're just going to go right into it and start jumping into solo theories, you know, on top of the Emphis Nest piece. So now the Cloud Riders. This is one of those off-the-wall things that just comes to my mind when I'm driving to work and, and stuff, right? So we have these Cloud Ride gangsters. If you guys remember back in the EU, and uh, I'm kind of going to a cameo here too. Uh, do you guys remember how Dengar got hurt and got his bandages? The the story was that Han and Dengar were in a swoop bike race, and Han uh, crashed him into a tree, and it damaged him and hurt him, and that's why he has the, the scars, and that's why he's messed up, that's why he wears the bandages on his head. Well, my hope kind of here is that we're going to see something like that, and maybe Dengar is part of this Cloud Rider gang. It's the only time we've really seen swoop bikes, and the swoop bikes match that. Dengar's from Corellia. There's all sorts of things here that could that could pop up, and this would be a nice little segue into a quick cameo. Because one of the other things I heard on uh, the reviews or the, the reactions was there's a whole lot of Easter eggs, there's cameos, and there's a lot of fan service. And if any of us, that would be more like an Easter egg, right? It would t- it would take some looking to see if that was Dengar to figure it out. But that would be a really cool way to, to make this Cloud Rider gang important, to give some history between Dengar and Han, um, something like that. So a, a little extra there would be cool. So that's theory number probably two right there. Now, as, as part of just the, the theorizing, you know, and with the fan service and the cameos and stuff, there's a ton of people that could show up in a Han Solo movie, right? Um, we're looking at Jabba has been one of the ones we, we talk about a lot. And everybody kind of is like, oh, this has to be, Jabba has to be in there. It's one of the biggest parts of his life. And it's how we meet him in A New Hope about dropping the the spice. Well, this is like a decade before A New Hope, or at least five, six years before A New Hope. He may just be meeting Jabba if know him at all. This has nothing to do with the the dropping his cargo. Zero to do with that. That really just kind of happened pretty pretty close to a new hope. So people kind of theorizing around that, I would say, are pretty pretty off the mark. But Jabba's one that we could pro- possibly see. Maybe his introduction to. Maybe he gets introduced to him at the end. I don't think he's Dryden Voss's boss, but you know I've been wrong before um, on absolutely everything in the Last Jedi. So that might be where that comes from. Another really popular hope, at least, is that Boba Fett will show up. And this would make a ton of sense, right? We know in the past in the EU, they were both, uh, Han and Fett, were both Imperial, um, if not officers, stormtroopers in training, right? They were in the academy at the same time, or roundabout. So this is going to be where we see Fett either infiltrating the Imperial Academy or part of it if he's getting some extra training. I don't know. It, it could be a, It could be many things there. Um, but we could see Fett in that kind of scenario. There's been that picture um, in the trailer where we can kind of see a shadow. And it looks kind of like Slave One. Uh, you know, we posted on our page, and it does look a lot like it. I mean, the the shape of it. You, you see rockets in the back, or boosters in the back. It it does look like it could be Slave One. So Boba Fett's another one here that would make total sense. It would be easy to slide in. It wouldn't have to be a big deal. Shit, he could be a part of this gang they're putting together, and maybe they just haven't shown it. You know, kind of like in the uh, the uh, Civil War uh, promos, you never saw Spider-Man in it, right? But Spider-Man was in those scenes where he wasn't. They could just put Fett in there somewhere digitally, or they could have been blocking him out. So this is a totally total possibility that he's there with them all along. We just never notice it. Uh, Greedo is another one that pops up because you know they have a past. Greedo's been looking to kill Han for a long time. In a certain point of view, we know they have history and that Han and stole a woman from Greedo and all this stuff. So that's a possibility, too. 
Uh, if we see Greedo, I would see him more in a bar type or a cantina type scene again. Um, I don't think he'd be a huge part of it, but I could see a, a quick cameo, cameo from, from Greedo. Um, some of the ones now we're going to get into are, are a little little deeper or more. Probably not going to happen, but fun to talk about anyway. Uh, Thrawn. Thrawn is one where I think the timeline really works out. I think I've, I know I've discussed this on Sarlacc, but Thrawn would be in the Imperial Academy just about this time too. You know, and it would make it make total sense since like two weeks later, Thrawn's second book comes out. So, I mean, the timing on things, they, they do a lot of stuff intentional. So I could totally see uh, a Thrawn and, or Eli Vanto cameo at the Academy or wherever Han is. I, I could absolutely see it. Maybe not even speaking. You could just see, I'm telling you, a blue Imperial walk by and you know who it is since he's the only damn one. Somebody else that I think might pop up and kind of link us back to the prequels a little bit. You know, we're on, we're seeing the Wookiees as slaves. You know, in the scene where Chewbacca like choke slams that dude, you can see a, a Wookiee uprising in the background. Now, there's one particular Wookiee besides, you know, Lumpy or anybody like that, any family, but Tarful. We don't know what happened to Tarful after Revenge of the Sith. We know that Wookiees were enslaved and, and what have you. What if he's there with Chewbacca? That would kind of be a cool toss back to, to just bring him in and show him and, and see something happen. I don't know if the writers or director would ever care to throw him in there. Just a just a neat kick. Now, this time frame here is also good if we wanted to see uh, the early rebellion, uh, Saw's Partisans. I believe even Saw could possibly make an appearance. That kind of it's it might be a little bit of a stretch, but the partisans aren't. You know, maybe we see t uh, two tubes or somebody like that uh, show up. And we already saw one of them in the trailer, so it's a possibility to see a group of them. I would also like to see the crime syndicates show up. Now we're pretty sure that the Pikes are going to be there, right? We've seen the Lego set. Um, it looks like the Pikes. There's a, a scene when Han seems younger when he's wearing like the white vest, and I'm pretty convinced that white vest is when he was more of a teenager, and when we see him in the brownies, he's more of the smuggler type. Um, but the Pikes, I think we've seen a scene with them. I know we've seen the Lego, so we should get that. Now, with them there, that should also at least name drop the Huts somewhere. So I would assume we get a name drop of Jabba or the Huts in, in general. But also I'm thinking, again, I've talked about this before, Black Sun. I really want, and I wish Black Sun would be kind of the main thing here, but Black Sun and Shizor would be an ultimate cameo and a great nod to the old EU. Uh, way to bring Shizor back, way to touch on Shadows of the Empire. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. You know, it's it's just like uh, you think about in The Dark Knight when they had all the, the crime families there, right? We could have a, a representative from each crime family, and we see a Falleen and a Hut and a Pike, and that would be badass. And the last cameo or cameos I'll talk about is one that kind of got confirmed. So, again, the next 30 seconds, if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Uh, Mark Hamill has a big mouth, right? We all love Mark Hamill. We know it. But he's gotten kind of Twitter hungry and, and, and going a little nutty in his interviews and stuff like that. But he did mention recently that Anthony Daniels was going to be in Solo. So, you got... One of two things. Either he's making a cameo like he did in Attack of the Clones when he was in the cantina and Ahmed Best was there, or we're going to see 3PO and R2 in here. Now, that would continue the tradition. They've been in every single movie, including Rogue One, and they fit very organically in Rogue One. It wasn't even a blink. They, they should have been on Yavin 4. That, that made total sense, right? It's a little tougher to figure out how they would fit into Solo, 
It's going to have to be one of those walk-by cameos like it was in Rogue One where it was just fast, but they need to be in the background. Uh, I had, we had spoke on Sarlacc about this a few times, and I think uh, Moocher had, had spoke about maybe uh, posters, you know, wanted posters, but we might be a little early in the game for them to be wanted, these droids. That's, that's a, a good decade later. But, you know, we talked about on the show, the Tantive IV has existed since end of Revenge of the Sith. So that could be anywhere in this movie. And if they dock somewhere and stop and, and they're they're on Corellia for whatever reason, you could absolutely see the droids come out with Captain Antilles. And then you just know, hey, you know what? They, they made it happen. They got the droids in there in every single movie. Because, you know, one of the big thoughts from everybody or big theories around is that Star Wars saga is really shown through the eyes of the droids. Um, you know, that even really kind of comes up in a certain point of view during the Jawa story where they get R2's memory and he, he puts it up and you can see just the whole history of the Skywalkers. So, I mean, really, I can't think of any more cameos I'd want to see or need to see or they could even fit in. Maybe the only really outside shot there would be uh, Hondo Onaka. That would be badass just to see him, maybe hear him. Um, that would be sick. I, I'd, I'd definitely have a, a nerdgasm there and be really pumped for that. Now, what does drive me nuts is, you know, during the red carpet after that, people see the Ray Park was there. And out of nowhere, they're like, oh, wow, look at that. I bet you that means Darth Maul is going to make an appearance in the Solo movie. And I'm like, holy fuck. I said, why does that even fit? There is no reason whatsoever to have Darth Maul showing up there. And then I, I mentioned that, and they said, well, he ruled Mandalore, so maybe it's during that time. Because he ruled Mandalore during the Clone Wars, right? We're like, that's 18 years before A New Hope. We're at best here during this time when we would see him a decade before. So we're still way out. At this point, he is, he's done, he's gone. Everybody, you know, he's, he's nothing to do with the Solo movie. Um, he's alive, but there's no reason to put him in. Uh, we would have a, a better chance of seeing Vader walking with Tarkin than we would see of Maul showing up. Um, that was kind of ridiculous. Everybody's like, well, why is he there? Why is he there? Well, because it's a fucking Star Wars movie, and he's a Star Wars actor, and they invited him. There's plenty of people there that aren't in the movie. In fact, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, Ewan McGregor was there too. That doesn't mean he's camoing in so camo being a, having a cameo in Solo, and it sure as fuck doesn't mean he's having a movie confirmed. See, people just jump all over everything. That'll be up in a little while in Bantha Budu. It was cool to see, though, George Lucas there, so that that's always fun to check out. Now, as the story goes, I've been thinking about, we've talked about a few times on, on the main show, is we know they don't do crawls in the beginning of these movies now, right? And you kind of want to think of how this one's going to gonna begin, and I start I start thinking about it, and I, I, wanted, I want them to go way back, okay? I want to see Han. We know now in the books and everything else, and they mentioned it a little bit in the trailer, that Han is basically an orphan, right? He doesn't have anybody, doesn't have family. He's kind of a loner. You know, he's solo. Um, what I kind of like to see is them come down from space. You know, they have to start in space every time. So either a ship leaving a planet, which would be cool, be different than we've seen before, okay, leaving here, and seeing Han as a, a toddler or a baby uh, left at some kind of space orphanage. That's what I would like to see. And they leave him there with just a tag that says Han. And being that he's alone, maybe they had to give him a last name and they give him the name Solo. And it becomes the theme of the whole movie that he's by himself. And that's, you know, they had mentioned before about a year or so ago, we're going to find out how Solo got his name. 
And at the time, I was like, come on, people, they don't mean it. Don't take it literal. They're just saying how he got his reputation. That's how he got his name. Well, I'm thinking now it would be kind of kind of rad to, to see him in the orphanage. They name him right there because he's alone, and he becomes Han Solo. And that's, like I said, that goes throughout the whole movie. He's always by himself, basically until he meets this crew, and then he hooks up with Chewie, and we're going to see how that's really the only person he ever really can, can count on. But with him being a, a baby w- would be doubly awesome because then what we would see in the very beginning is him crawling, right? And that would be our first uh, Star Wars crawl in a, a standalone movie. So I think that would be fucking rad. Let's say if they don't do that, and we just start out probably in his teenage years, right? Like I said, when we see him racing around in his speeder and he's wearing that white white outfit, the white and gray, I'm, I'm quite sure that at that point, you know, he's he's probably an older teenager right there, kind of fucking around and, and doing what have you, and he's hanging out with Kira, and that's when they're really close. Um, and like we see later when he when they start talking about, no, you've changed or, or what have you, um, that's a couple years later, at least five years later, when they reunite. So best case scenario, we get baby Han, teenage Han, and young adult Han, um, which are all the ages we've never seen before. Now, we mentioned Dryden Voss is going to be a, a, a main part in this, right? Um, probably getting the, the deal together to get these guys going after the highest or, or what have you. That's, that's, that's the assumption anyway. Um, but, man, isn't that the most Mandalorian name you could possibly have? You know, Dryden Voss. It's like Django Fett, Boba Fett, Jodo Cast, Sabine Wren, Pre Vizsla. You know, Dryden Voss just fits right into all that. And now that we've seen the uh, armor behind him, right, it looks like a like a samurai uh, Mando suit there. You know, I could very much see this guy actually being a Mando, maybe um, being connected somehow to Fett, and maybe that was his fire spray up there. Maybe he's with Fett. Um, maybe he has his own. Who the fuck knows at this point, right? But that, I could see something really cool coming from, from Dryden Voss. Now, you'd think he's the, the big dog, you know, how they first started out to the last TV spot where he had said, well, you know who I work for. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, who the hell do you work for? Well, everybody on the internet, obviously, or those pages, I shouldn't say everybody because you guys are pretty smart, but the clickbait pages went right to, oh, they've hinted that he's working for Jabba. Not one time did he say, well, you know I work for the fat guy. Oh, you know I work for the slug. Oh, you know I work for a fucking hut. Never once did he say any of that, you know who I work for. Shit, that could have been Fett. It could have been the Imperials. It could have been any fucking buddy, but they went straight to, to Jabba. So, you know, that's the thing. This could be mean anything, um, but I, I am looking for a big connection here. Maybe that jumps back to those cameos. But man, am I ready for this movie? And probably, you know, what the thing I'm probably most excited about is just seeing Han and Chewie together on an adventure and really knowing what Chewbacca is saying. I think one of the cool things is they, they said that they wrote the lines for Chewie. So they always know how to react to Chewie there. He's not just growling or roaring. He's actually saying a line, kind of like Groot does, right? But they're writing the lines for Chewbacca so Han can respond to him, so Lando can respond to him, so everybody can respond to him. And I think that's what's going to be really cool. We get to see more Chewie, not just as a background character. I see him as one of the the, the main characters. I would call Han, Lando, and Chewie, this, this is their movie. Um, I'm just really excited to see how how he plays out. You know, I'm hoping he has a, a cool arc in here. 
But I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump off of Sola now. The next time you hear from us, from uh, the Sarlacc crew, we're actually going to be in line. Uh, we got a whole theater again, which is pretty fucking badass. Uh, we go in there with all of our friends, you know, our families, our kids, um, and we just have a good old fucking time. And we stay out there all day. And what's cool about it is we get out there at 5 in the fucking morning, and we have assigned seats for the 7 o'clock. But we get out there, and uh, Fallen Fat Ernie has the DJ table out. Um, he's you know, playing tunes all day. We're doing trivia. We're doing stuff out there for everybody, giving things away. You know, I don't know where the hell we come up with the money because we don't make money doing this shit. But we do find ways, and, and, and we do have a blast doing it, and it's always a big turnout. I know the theater was excited to have us out there, so it's good stuff. But anyway, we'll be at the theater that day, and then that night we're going to do our uh, our post-show. So we're going to go right out. We're going to record our show and get our instant reactions. Now, last time for The Last Jedi, it was it was kind of sad, to be honest with you. We left there, and we were in awe. And if you listen to the show, you'll know. Um, we didn't all love it at first. We were kind of questioning it. So the show was really down. If you listen to the pre-show and the post-show, the beginning, we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see this. And we did all of our fucking headcanon theories. And I'm sorry, that's mostly my fault because I'm a jackass. But, you know, put our 50 theories out there, went through them all. This is what I want to see. This is what I want to see. None of it fucking happened, so we didn't know how to react. Well, with this one, yeah, I got theories on it. But I'm not going to lose my mind if they don't happen. This is one of those things where I'm I'm okay. But uh, I'm hoping we go in there really excited. We're going to do a pre-show and be excited about it, I know. And I'm really hoping we hear this time that we go out of there and do this next show. I was like, fuck, can you believe we saw that? Can you believe this happened? Can you believe Boa Fett fucking disintegrated somebody right there? That's why they say no disintegrations. Anything. Things that, you know, connect back to the original trilogy and why they say things. I want to know why Hunter Lando's uh, meeting up on Bespin for the first time. I want to know what, when, when, Chewie, when Han tells Chewie, oh, I'm sure he's forgotten all about that. I want to know what that is. And it, that's not just the Falcon. Maybe it's a, a thing with Kira or maybe Val or somebody else, you know? It would be fun if it was around a woman. Yeah, but I'm really excited to record that in two weeks with the guys. From all that positivity, we're going to shift gears a little bit and head into my favorite segment. That's right. The best stuff out there that I can bitch about. All right, so this week's Bantha Poodoo, and I've already fucking touched it, is this continuous fucking rumor about the Kenobi movie. And I don't know where people learned the word confirmed because nobody uses it fucking correctly. The word confirmed means, hey, from an official place, they made an official statement and they fucking confirmed it. Well, since probably, I keep saying 2015, but probably since the merger, or the merger, the buyout um, of Lucasfilm by Disney, there's been a rumor that they were going to do standalone movies and one of them was going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. People won't fucking let it go. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I am sure that one day in the future, maybe even the near future, we will get a Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. I'm sure of it. I'm sure Ewan McGregor will do it. They might be waiting for him to get older. Who knows? But it has not been confirmed. None of these bullshit sites um, have official sources their name, and they just say, my sources say it's going to start filming in two months. Well, fuck, I heard that last year. I heard that every which every time I turn something uh, a page, I'm getting oh Kenobi movie oh when the Kenobi movie comes out oh when this happens when this happens stop fucking posting about it until it gets confirmed because you're making yourself look bad you're starting fights in the fucking comment section and then you then you're you're making yourself a zero credibility you know if you keep saying something over and over and over again yeah you're gonna be right eventually a broken clock's twice twice right in a day 
But come on, you don't get to just go every three months and say, uh, Kenobi movie starting in two months. Then it doesn't, so you say it again the next month. And then eventually when it happens, you're like, oh, look, I fucking told you I'm a genius. I have sources. I'm bad at it. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to. You don't get to just keep guessing, and when it happens, you get to be right. How about you just shut the fuck up and wait for StarWars.com to say it, or you get on the uh, Bob Iger's uh, earnings call for Disney and when he announces stuff, or you wait for D23 or Comic-Con when they announce shit. Right? They're not. There's no reason to hide this. They've announced a trilogy for Ryan Johnson. They've announced a set of movies from the Game of Thrones people. They've announced John Favreau's television series. They've announced Resistance, the animated cartoon. What the fuck? Why would they hide Kenobi? Why wouldn't they put that out there for their earnings call for their shareholders? You think they're trying to keep secrets for you? They don't give a shit about surprising us about a certain movie title or about a movie coming out. They want the shareholders to know they're going. Full on balls out. Hey, I got an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I got a Solo movie. I got a Jabba the Hutt and Sarlacc, or a Salacious Crumb buddy cop movie. I got a Hondo Anaka fucking movie. They they'll announce it. Why do we keep trying to guess and be the first one to do it and say it when you're wrong every fucking time? Listening to you know fucking Mike Zero and then Fanta Tracks right here, which you know we respect Fanta Tracks, but come on guys, you gotta be legit on this stuff and make sure it's confirmed before you say it, because then everybody fucking ran with it. Comicbookmovie.com, all these places are running with it. I'm telling them all, hey guys, come on, we're we're better than this. You guys are better than this. You know better. You know, don't do it just for fucking clicks and comments. Show some integrity. And and make sure it's confirmed before you put it out there. I know you guys know if you listen to the other show and if you watch me on on the, the Insta, on Instagram and Facebook, you know I'm really passionate about putting out real fucking news. This isn't real. And then it might be one day, but it's not yet. And then yesterday, like I said, at the the red carpet event, oh my god, Ewan McGregor was there. So everybody's like, oh, obviously he's getting his movie because why would he be there again? Same fucking thing as Ray Park. Just because Ray Park is there doesn't mean I'm getting a Darth Maul movie. Right. Just because George Lucas is there doesn't mean George Lucas is taken back over and getting his own fucking trilogy. None of that means anything. They're Star Wars actors. They're part of the Star Wars family. They're going to be there. Doesn't mean a fucking thing. But everybody wants it to mean something. And don't get me wrong. I theorize the shit out of stuff. But it's always based on some kind of fact I can really back up unless like the the cameos were all guesses. Right. But just about everything else is backed up with fact. Shit. I, I even had facts for Darth Darth Leia. Right, I can go off for three hours on Darth Leia, why it should have been, could have been, and how it would have worked. But you know what? Don't just throw shit out there and hope it works one day, and then try and take credit because you're some kind of, you know, f- fucking Nostradamus motherfucker. It doesn't work like that, guys. So I'm gonna get off my high horse there. But that's the thing about Bantha Poodoo. That's that's the stuff that gets me really worked up. And again, follow Starlight Digest, follow Hoth Topic, and you'll see it. I'll go in there and I'll I'll bash on people a little more on Hoth Topic. Cause I'm I'm nicer on Starlight, but. Come on, guys. Let's just give it the real news here. And again, as soon as it's confirmed, guess where you're going to hear it from? From us. We'll tell you immediately when it's confirmed. When you when you hear Sarlacc or when you hear Hoth Topic say, hey, guess what? There's a Kenobi movie. Guess the fuck what? There's a Kenobi movie. Until then, don't believe shit you hear. Now, let's jump over to uh, a quick uh, bit of news on Jon Favreau and his project. We talked about you know twice. I've mentioned his name. But uh, he came out and said, you know, gave us a time frame. He's saying that his show on the streaming service is going to be set seven years after Return of the Jedi with brand new characters. So again, this is one of those things where I'm 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 excited to see it because again it adds to the lore. It's filling in some time. Um, seven years after Jedi, 
I, I would have to imagine the only thing that would be interesting to me at all is, it's, again, it's a time of peace. Uh, maybe the First Order in the background in the Unknown Regions. Shit going on over there, that might be cool. Maybe them making their original plans and... and I don't know, man. He's got the first half of that first season written already. I I just don't know if that, again, time in the timeline works for me. Kind of like Resistance. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy about it, but I trust Filoni. I'm going to trust Favreau right now, even though I haven't seen him do anything Star Wars. I'm going to have to trust him. It's just a weird part in the timeline. Before original, between episode three and four, man, fill that fucker up, that 18 years up. Fill it up. Just do whatever movie you want. And I'm like, oh, I can see where it's going to fit because I'll know where they all end up. I'll know. I'll understand the the state of the, the galaxy. All that. No problem. But this time, this 30 years in between Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens is a little tough. Now, Bloodline was fantastic, but it was very political, very, you know, it's driven that way. And it kind of set up the First Order and the Resistance. So it was a great book, you know, one of the better books. And it, it made sense for there. Uh, Aftermath, not the greatest book. Um, but the trilogy itself was fantastic. Um, but that was right after. So you got to see why or how the Empire took a while to fall, even after the Emperor died. We got to see how tough it was uh, to gain control. You know, it, it gave us it gave us good information when we needed it. I don't know about seven fucking years later, unless, again, it's the Unknown Regions. We get to see some First Order um, beginnings. We get to see, like, you know, Ray Sloan. I still think Thrawn is out there as part of this. Um Hux, you know, Brendel Hux, and the, the training of the, the stormtroopers where they're taking the kids. Well, shit, now that I'm talking about it, I'm getting fucking excited. I can totally see this happening. I'm okay with this. So if it's something like that, I'm cool. If it's just off in, you know, some random part of the galaxy, it, it better be fucking good. And, and I just don't know. Uh, I'm getting a little worried about these shows and, and where they're, they're in, they're, their place in the timeline and the lore is going to fall. Wow, look at this shit. We're well over. We're almost at 40 minutes. But tell you what, I'm going to talk about one more thing here. And if you guys haven't listened to Starlight Digest, uh, episode 29, check that one out. Um, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a fun one. But what I want to bring up is, because uh, it's been driving me nuts since he said it, is I had an, uh, you know, a real uh, almost a breakdown during this because Scott ends up looking at me and saying something to the point to the effect of, you know, Chris, you're we're going to be dead. And they're going to still have movies like you're not going to see the last Star Wars movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it totally hit my emotions. I'm like, wow, you're right. And that fucking sucks. Think about it, guys. Look, I came out when Star Wars did. Right. So I was born in 77. So all 40 years of my life, there has been Star Wars in it. And they've given new stories, whether it was movies or books or comics or video games or whatever. So for 40 years, it's been going. Which to me, now that Disney owns it, I'm pretty sure we're going to get it for another 40 years. There may be gaps in between. We may go 8, 10 years without seeing anything um, in the movies, but we're going to have books and comics, and it's well alive, right? So I, th- I think we're going to get another 40 years of stuff. Well, fuck me, right? That means if it goes 40 more years, I'm a big dude. I, I, you know, I don't exactly work out every day, and I'm not going to be there in 40 more years, I don't think which means there's going to be stories that I'm not going to know. That fucking sucks. I know every story from Star Wars. I know the books, the comics, the movies, the shows. Holy shit, they're not going to stop when I die? That was kind of like the thing. I was like, oh my God, life's going to go on for Star Wars. People are going to know things I don't know when I'm dead. How fucked up is that? 
I'm like I honest to God, I'd never I'd never considered it. I just figured that, you know, I would see the end of Star Wars and I would be content and be like, ah, oh, I know everything about the Star Wars galaxy. Fuck. If I die at eighty and they come out with episode twenty eight, I'm gonna be pissed, you know. And then I'm thinking to myself, and this gets me all choked up. I'm all, oh man, that means my kids are gonna be older, and my kids are gonna go see it with their with their kids, my grandkids, and their great grandkids, and they're gonna be just thinking, oh, this would have been great granddad's favorite thing in the world. This would have been dad's favorite thing. He would have loved this fucking movie. This is the best one of them all. And I'm like, fuck, they got to see it without me. That's jacked up, you know. So. Scott got me in the feels, man. It, it it messed my emotions all up. He broke my fucking soul. But do you guys ever think about that? And and how how crazy it is that of all the things in the world, and we've talked about this, you know, in, in private with the guys, and what a what an awesome time it is to be alive right now, right? We get Star Wars and all these Marvel movies and DC, even though they need to step up, step up their fucking game. Um, we get all this stuff right now, and, and we, it's a great time to be alive, a great time to be a geek. But I'm like, oh man, it it it. It's gonna end for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss shit. But how important has it been to us, right? Star Wars specifically, for for whatever reason, is just ingrained in my life, and I know so many other people's lives. I know the Sarlacc crew's lives, and it's just something that's not. It's not just a movie. It's not just a uh, a fictional place. It's it's just part of our lives. It's part of our hearts, and it's it's. I don't know. It's just it's it's hard to say why, but it gets you really choked up thinking, man. <laughs> I'm not going to see them all. That fucking sucks. So, Scott, thank you for that. I know you're listening to this, and I'm going to tell you that I'm, I'm just going to have trouble sleeping for like a year now. But I think what it really draws me to is how important this is and 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 why I love it. And I don't know, man. It's something you just can't describe. It, it, just, it just is what it is. It's like a family member. It's It's part of our lives. Or at least for as long as I fucking live, right? Well... Tell you what, on that note, I think I'm going to leave you guys to think about what's going to happen after we all die and what kind of movies they're going to put out and if they're going to be better than the ones we have now, which would fucking suck. But in the coming weeks, I was talking about having guests on the show. With my schedule and everything, it might be a little tough to pull off, you know, Monday morning interviews or late Saturday night interviews type of thing. But what I want to try to do maybe is we're going to try to set up a voicemail. Okay, and I'm a, I'll DM some of you guys, or you can DM me on either page, Sarlacc or Hot Topic, and leave me a message. It could be 10 seconds long. It could be five minutes long. I'll end up playing it on the show, and then I'm going to react to it. So give me something, you know. You know, guys, what I think most of the time, right? I like TLJ. Change my mind, right? I hate the pod race scene. Change my mind. I'm okay with Jar Jar. Why does he bug you? Whatever you want to talk about, Luke's arc, which I'm going to talk about next week anyway. I'm going to go all through uh, Luke Skywalker's arc throughout the entire saga and why the end of The Last Jedi made perfect sense and how how uh, really, really meaningful it was. Um, we're going to go through all that. But whatever your thoughts are on stuff, I'm going to set up a voice uh, a voicemail service somehow, and we're going to get you guys to leave me messages. Okay, And when we do that, we'll get you on the show. We'll respond. I'll tag you when it's coming out and, and let you know, and it'll be a big deal. So that'll be kind of cool. So really, on that note, I hope you guys are all excited for Solo. I hope you're okay with this show, how short it is, and how fast I roll. Um, and you know, guys, I'm opinionated. It's just how it's going to work. I know I cuss a lot, so I'm fucking sorry, not sorry. But uh, I hope you have fun with it. I hope you enjoy Solo. We're going to see you soon. And until next time... Okay, hold the phone. Holy shit. So, for reference, I recorded the episode you just heard the night of the world premiere red carpet extravaganza deal. 
This is a few days later I'm doing my edit, and some new news came out that we need to discuss. First of all, the Favreau thing was wrong. It's actually seven years after A New Hope. So it's only about three years after Jedi, which puts it right after Aftermath. So that gets my attention just a little bit more. Still a iffy area, depending on where we are in the galaxy and what characters. Still doesn't change my mind. It's still the First Order stuff is still what I want to see. The other piece of news I can't really discuss, but I did blast a couple things on this show, and then I heard a leak and holy fucking shit. If this happens, I'll, I'll lose my damn mind. So just keep a note of this for the after show, and we'll discuss it again when it happens. But holy hot damn. If that happens, I don't know how they're going to explain it, what's going on, but uh, there, there seems to be some big stuff here in Solo we did not expect. So with that said, until next time. I'll see you in hell. What I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request. Make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory? And but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah, and, yeah. Well, what about I like it. Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe. Ooh he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and, you know, sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors. And, and I think people will do that. I think. Sure, why not? Well, you know what, I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes. Stitcher on the Legion Podcast Network and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh, wait. Can we do it underwater uh, with that, piranhas killing me? That and would kind of be brutal. And if that doesn't work, then you can do the regular promo. Alright. Well, just get in the water and I'll go get some fish. Alright, cool. Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture nerd news. TV shows. Movies. Comics. No! And toys! Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin. Movie reviews with President Rob. Kevin interviews. And more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. Yahoo! The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. 
Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head, it, it, I shed a Holy tear, shit, man. Dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just... The soundtrack just starts raising, and then... Uh, you know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh... And the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine blue saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com.